0: Welcome to Tart Club! Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast, and don't like the F word, or boners, now's your chance to GTFO! This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate, and listener discretion is advised. get ready there's a lot of there's a lot of wiener in that one
1: oh god i love a
0: good wiener <laughs> greetings fellow tarts ashley here head hussy in charge we are wrapping up season two and the back in the day theme with the og gossip girl in romancing mr bridgerton by julia quinn it's been years it's been so long <laughs> aka like 10 minutes we just recorded a bonus episode before this uh we recorded a bonus episode on benedict's book uh so go check that out we're going to be doing a bonus after we watch the queen charlotte spinoff i think it comes out may 4th and we will of course be doing a bonus episode for season three whenever it comes out i think it's supposed to be later this year all right just warning you in advance there are going to be spoilers for the entire book series even past the fourth book, which is what we're covering. There's gonna be spoilers, and there are also gonna be spoilers for the show. So if you don't want anything spoiled, don't listen. Take your Turn ear around. earbuds out.
1: <laughs> Hello, Danny. Hello again. Hello. So you
0: are newly married. Yes. Yeah. How is married life? It's the same, just
1: more legal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, have you read anything else lately?
1: Um, no. <laughs> I've been watching Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. Or, or should I say binging like a maniac? <laughs> Did you ever watch Breaking Bad?
0: I tried. I tried really hard to get into it. I think I got like halfway through the first season and I just, it's, mm, I, I just, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it it does get, Amazing and like yeah. so when Better Call Saul came out and they had like the first few seasons on Netflix, I was like, well, I ended up really like Breaking Bad, so let me try this show. And it took about like three or four times of trying to just get through that first season, mm-hmm. and then after that, I was like hooked, and now I'm like, I don't know, like um, like three or four episodes away, and I'm really sad because I'm not ready for it to be over. No, so it's been kind of occupying my time.
0: So, Have you been reading
1: or watching anything?
0: I just started how to get away with murder i know i'm late i Um, hear i
1: hear it's really good yeah it's shonda shonda rhymes yep
0: yep our girl shonda she does yeah she's doing bridgerton so i don't know nick and i were just sitting there one night and we've just binged through stuff i mean we have the second half of the latest season of you to watch now but honestly i am so sick of joe goldberg and his bullshit that i'm just like i need a break <laughs> i i'm tired of you
1: i watched the whole thing oh, when ben was. <laughs> i watched the whole thing when ben was at his concert the other night because i was like just get through this like let's just do it let's finish it and i did and let me know when you finish because i need to talk about it
0: no spoilers but i already told nick i was like look if joe is not dead by the end of the show i'm gonna fucking riot in the street i'm tired of his ass he's gotta go Like, someone's got to take his ass out. I'm done. Well, I'm pretty sure this is the last season.
1: Yeah, and even I think Penn Badgley said he's pretty done, like, with this character.
0: God, can you imagine how annoying? (laughs) It's the most obnoxious, annoying-ass, hypocritical character ever. Joe Goldberg. Ugh. But yeah, so I was sick of him. And I didn't want to start up the second half of the last season. Uh, I think it's season four out right now. So we were just hanging out. And I was like, you know what? Let's watch How to Get Away with Murder. Let's just do it. I want to see. Like, don't don't mind me. I'm still like halfway through season 17 of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, God. I think there's like 18 or 19 seasons. That's how like, done, right? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so we started watching How to Get Away with Murder. But spoilers, spoilers. I have a few episodes left of season one. I'd risk it all for my boy Frank low-key villain vibes he's interesting I like him and he's kind of a dick so of course I'm gonna like him (laughs) I'm like I don't know I don't know what this says about me but it's probably I mean I am older so like all these little 20 something actors and stuff they're like oh my god they're so hot I'm like so anyways I would like to address the older man that could be their uncle in the room that's who I'm attracted to now I don't know I'll have to wait and see how the season ends. I think there's like 6 seasons of it.
1: Yeah, and it is a show where I've heard like mixed reviews about the ending. Yeah, I remember there is
0: a big hubbub when it ended. A lot of people were upset, but it's only 6 seasons. It's 15 episodes a season, which by the way, 15 episodes a season, excuse you. That is an odd number. It's 8 or 12. Sometimes <laughs> 10, never 15. What are you thinking? Drinks what drink did you pick to go along with this book
1: so as you can see here with my invisible can <laughs> um i got it's tampa bay brewing company Ooh. and it's some kind of like uh, god i forgot the name of it but it's like a citrus grove or like citrus wheat uh beer um and it's really tasty it's like orangey and fresh and i picked it because penelope gets referred to um, as what is it, a bowl of citrus fruit? Yeah, I think so. so that's like the yeah. one thing where she's like, "Lady, down wrote about me, she said I was a bowl of citrus fruit. Like, that's the only insult she wrote about herself, like this whole time. Mm-hmm. An overripe citrus fruit or something. Yes, so like, I think that's it. Yeah, an overripe. Yeah, so it's like, oh, uh, citrus beer. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, what did you pick? Okay, in this book
0: colin is just constantly eating all the time all the time and then he'll he'll have his moments where he gets hangry and like hangry colin is me like i relate to this yes so he they do tea like several of the scenes in this book are them having tea with the tea sandwiches and stuff I I'm just gonna go with some type of tea that's spiked because it has to be spiked to deal with Penelope's family my god what the fuck they're a lot it's just they're too much but yeah so I'm gonna do a spiked tea and I mean there's this um restaurant called chicken salad chick you you know you know yeah yeah. I've never been I still haven't been and they I know they had one here that closed, and then they reopened another one.
1: Oh, it was so good. The Buffalo Barclay my favorite. Jalapeno Holly is a close second. Mm.
0: I'm using this as my excuse to go. I'm gonna go get a few different of the salads they have, and I'm gonna make tea sandwiches with it. Yeah. So I'm gonna have like a little mini modernized tea service for the for the sip and snack it'll be fun yes okay so those are the drinks this author we already know julia quinn if you don't please refer back to season one episodes two and 22 and the bonus bridgerton season two recap are you ready Mm -hmm. all right let's get into the brazen book report danny how would you summarize this book a
1: classic tale of boy doesn't realize that his girl best friend is obviously in love with him why do you think your mom has been pushing you to marry this girl forever oh my god come on
0: uh, oh yeah is this book Pretty much, you know, the same, like, every 80s movie. The girl best friend that's in love with them, but the guy's, like, in love with some snooty bitch. Um, Girl pines for her best friend's brother for at least half of her life until he finally gets his head out of his ass and realizes he loves her, too. That That's it. So, interesting tidbit. We've watched the show. We already knew who Whistledown was. So, the big reveal in this book... It was not, it wasn't a big reveal to us. And I think a lot. So when I went and looked in reviews and stuff, I totally, I remembered, oh, shit. Oh, we weren't supposed to know who Whistledown was yet. So when it got revealed in the book that it was revealed in that book, but we've known since book one because of season one, I found that really interesting because I feel like there would have been much more pizzazz or would have been much more of a wow factor if we hadn't known already but since we did we were kind of like yeah 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 okay we we already we get it we get it you're whistled down everyone knows
1: yeah and and honestly I've got to say comparing the book and the show I kind of like the way that they revealed her in the show more I feel like it was very uh realistic like Mm -hmm. Eloise is has every right to be upset her best friend you know, that they tell every their secrets to each other no matter what. And then Penelope's hiding this huge secret from her. And like not only that, but her best friend's been writing about everyone in the town, mm-hmm. her and her family. In the book, everyone's just like, Penelope's so clever. She had no idea. You go, girl. Good job. And it's yeah. like I don't I don't think I don't think people would have taken that so well. No,
0: it is more realistic. And now, after so you watch the show, we watched the show first, and then we read the book. Obviously, Colin and Penelope's uh romance hasn't taken place yet in the show, they've been building it up, but certain aspects of the book have already been altered for the yeah. setup of the show. So it's really interesting. I was like, oh okay, this is interesting. Cause I just again, like you said, it's much more realistic for people to be upset with her as opposed to you got one you got one over on us
1: because eloise in the book was like oh i hyacinth hyacinth that snitch ass bitch like i already told her like on her was it her wedding day or something
0: yeah yeah i think it was the second second epilogue epilogue. these
1: fucking second epilogue so they were written years after the fact i guess yeah, because when we recorded the last couple of books, since I listened to the audio book that was included, but it yeah. wasn't in the books that you read.
0: I mean, the Viscount Who Loved Me had one, but I was physically reading that one. And I was just like, I fucking can't.
1: Well, and that's how I found out that Penelope and Colin were married, because they're married in the second epilogue of Antony's book. You said something about that. Yeah. Because at that point, I was wondering if they were going to like ever get together. And then it was confirmed in that book. And then you had said, like, oh, yeah, they have a book, which we are now recording. Yes.
0: If you want to go in order, we do have the bonus episode for an offer from a gentleman. And that's Benedict's book. If you want to go in book order, in Benedict's book, there is a scene (laughs) where Colin is frustrated with his mother for yet again hinting that he should marry Penelope for no reason at all you know like just she just keeps bringing it up for shits and giggles Colin so she keeps bringing it up and he's he's out front of their house uh, with Antony and Benedict and he is just he just decides to shout out loud in frustration I'm never gonna marry Penelope Featherington or something like that and And then it gets really fucking awkward because she is in the doorway and she heard him. And now they know she heard him. And to try to save face, she, you know, she just walks right up to him and she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I never asked you to. One. (laughs) and two i think um she's like you know that's fine he's like oh my god i'm so sorry he's trying to apologize and she's like no it's fine it's like me saying i don't want to marry you benedict right
1: and your feelings aren't hurt right right Right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have her i don't have feelings to hurt so she's just like (laughs) right benedict i don't want to marry you isn't that great right and he's like uh yeah 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 so then then Anthony takes pity on her and walks her home so she has to hold it together and then when she gets home of course she starts she just breaks down bawling cuz this she's been in love with this guy i think for like half of her life at
1: this point like yeah. i think
0: she's 28 or 29 she says she fell in love with him when he when he fell off a horse and laughed about it when she was and 16 and i want to say she was
1: like yeah 16 so
0: she's been in love with this guy for like half her life and then he's just out in the streets screaming about how I'm not marrying this bitch. I mean, rude. But in the show, it's a little different. They're at some type of ball or they're at some social gathering and Colin had just danced with Penelope and then some of his guy friends or are- you know, kind of ribbing him about it. And they're like, oh, you and Penelope, the way you were dancing was interesting. And then they ask if he's courting her. And he's like, oh, I'd never court Penelope Featherington, not in your wildest fantasies. They just had to add that insult to injury. And then she overhears it and like runs off and cries. But he doesn't know. In the show, he has no idea that she heard right so they changed it a little bit and i think isn't it towards the end of the show he shows up at her house and she's like looking down on the yard at the window and he looks up at her and she's just like and then she just walks away and he's like what what
1: what I think so
0: yeah so she kind of she gives him the brush off she gives him a bit of a cold shoulder uh, at the end there because she overheard this he has no idea which I low-key think part of him did it because of course you know oh my my bros can't be embarrassed in front of my bros like hitting on this overripe citrus fruit lady so that but also I think he might have been a little bit concerned that Fife is the friend that asks him I think Fife was trying to feel the waters feel it feel it out to see if maybe like oh you you aren't uh you guys aren't a thing because i'm gonna i'm gonna scooch on in there
1: interesting yeah because i i totally got the impression you know because like being a a chubby person throughout college there were definitely some guys and this is many women's shared experience i'm sure Mm -hmm. where you're good enough to fuck but not good enough to take out to lunch you know Mm -hmm. like oh yeah come hang out like my roommate might be home but they'll be in their room but like you don't get introduced to like the other friends or yeah, like shitty. if you do you're just a friend you know Colin's whole thing was like oh yeah it's good enough to hang out with Penelope but I was like never date her you know yeah. yeah
0: bullshit he's gonna eat his words in season three I hope she's a bitch about it I really do.
1: I want villain era
0: Penelope. I want her to make him beg. Let's get into quotes. Were there any quotes you liked? I don't remember. (laughs) Well, don't worry. I have some. (laughs) (laughs) I have some. This one... In Antony's book, he has that quote about Kate where he's like, you're the bane of my existence and the subject of all my desires or whatever he says. It's that it's that famous line. And then so everyone goes around and they're like, it's always I love you, but never hashtag like you're the bane of my blah, 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 blah. And then they get a uh, hashtag. Yeah. So I, this is totally going to become the next hashtag. Mark my words right now. Okay. So in the end, Colin gets his head out of his ass. And he realizes that he's, you know, he's in love with Penelope and he finally decides to stop being a twat and just like mess up and be real about it. I love you with everything I am, everything I've been, and everything I hope to be. I love you with my past and I love you for my future. I love you for the children we'll have and for the years we'll have together. I love you for every one of my smiles and even more for every one of your smiles. Aw,
1: that's a
0: good one that's gonna be the new hashtag you're the pain of my existence and the subject of all my desires or object that's the word wow Anthony hashtag romance
1: (laughs) no the one that (laughs) god I wish I could remember what Simon said but there was one for him too that was like really good
0: Every season, their declarations of love become, it's always I love you and not what the Bridgerton man says.
1: Yes. And I want to say that there was one for Benedict because I remember I was driving and I cackled because I forget like what the line was, but somewhere in there, he said, I burn for you and I just lost it. Oh my God. I did too. I remember. (laughs) I was like, like I I was. (laughs) I burn for you. Like, I don't know why that just, like, kills me inside. That just sounds
0: like venereal disease. Get that checked,
1: like, sir. Then I get, like, mushy sometimes. And, like, I try to think if we were having, like, a romantic dinner out, he just turn to me and, and tell me, like, I burned for you. Like, I don't, you know, like, he says romantic things to me, but I feel like that one I just wouldn't be, like, I'd be, like, oh, you should get that checked out.
0: <laughs> Same. I yeah. think there's a
1: pill for that
0: oh my god actually this one's from lady danbury Uh, i forget which scene this was they must have been at some social event um and penelope and lady danbury they become besties in this book which i loved it was great so i think they're they're talking at one of these social events i forget about what but lady lady danbury has this quote people are like fine wine if they start out good they only get better with time and I feel like it might have been a little bit in reference to Colin being an immature idiot.
1: Yeah. So like just give him a little time.
0: Yeah. He's done. He's just a man. I really like that. Um. So there is this scene. It's, it's a whole paragraph. I'm not going to read it, but there was this scene basically where Colin is want, bitching, complaining, whining about his life and how tough it is. And Penelope is just not having it and she just tells him about himself so she tells him if you want a new direction for your life then for heaven's sake just pick something out and do it the world is your oyster colin you're young wealthy and you're a man you can do anything you want she's making valid points
1: colin. and then he's still like no it's not that simple and she's like bitch, oh yes but it is, is.
0: <laughs> but it is Which they get into a whole argument about this and I think she huffs off and she has like this grand exit and it's great. Um, Yeah. Okay, another one. This one made me so sad. So Penelope's basically, I think it's towards the beginning of the book and she's talking about, you know, how she's sidelines and love. She's so in love with Colin and blah, blah, blah. She's just, you know, she's in her feels and she's having a little chatty chat in her brain as we do. (laughs) she had been born for this man and she had spent so many years trying to accept the fact that he had been born for someone else that is so fucking sad
1: i was like oh penelope no i know she really like resigned herself to just holding a candle for someone for the rest of her life and that was gonna be good enough for her and it's like no
0: it made me so mad and sad at the same time all right. And last one. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready? Yes, I think. This, I don't know. This might be the other hashtag. Call Mike get two hashtags. So he has decided that he, I think, didn't it start? He just wanted to bang Penelope. And so he, and he was like, oh, we're friends and she's hot. I want to bang her. All right. We can get married.
1: Well, because like he, he's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the classic of. Um, mm. I like this person they make me happy I like being around them and like (laughs) I want to do things to them but like we're just friends his problem is it took him so long to realize that he actually loved her and was in love with her so it's like the whole like oh yeah we'll get married it's like it's not like he didn't realize why yet even I don't think yeah I don't even think he had
0: realized that, that he was in love with her yet
1: which was no, so it t- weird it took so long like for him to be like oh that's why i want to fuck her I don't- what's her."
0: <laughs> what an idiot <laughs> all right so th- this is colin's proposal are you going to marry me or not as she's getting out of the carriage that this is after they, just... they
1: like fooled around yeah right?
0: they fold around a little bit they fold around he finds out she's lady whistle down he fools around with her in a carriage, I think, or this might be a different carriage ride. Who knows? They're all just fooling around in all the carriages all the time. So he just comes out with that little ditty, and she falls on her face right after he says this, and it's just like, wow, wow, Colin. Hashtag romance. What? Yeah. Wow. How? How could she refuse that kind of offer? Just wonderful, lovely.
1: Fucking chode men doing the bare minimum but also
0: throughout this book there was just this just colin constantly assumed that oh of course penelope wants me of course penelope loves me of course this of course that and like he didn't quite put it all together that she was in love with him but he was so full of himself he was just like oh well why wouldn't why wouldn't she why wouldn't she marry me yeah and it's like I don't know maybe because you've been like backhanded complimenting her this whole time unintentionally insulting her constantly even in public there were several scenes where I I was just like good god
1: man shut up do you hear yourself well he even admitted to like all the pity dances that yeah he like did for her and everything and it's like yeah this girl knows what you actually think of her like don't get it twisted <laughs> you're very transparent
0: yeah you make it very clear that you don't think of her as a woman in a and as an attractive woman in a romantic way you don't see her as that she's just your friend she's eloise's best friend you know so yeah <clears throat> we're gonna take a pause on that we'll pick that up at least favorite part what was your favorite part
1: any Any time like she's has someone on one time with Lady Danbury, yes, because I feel like she really helped Penelope see her self worth, yeah, I think even just having someone tell her like hey you're actually really funny and you're really smart you and especially since lady danbury is pretty high esteem like in the community like a lot of people respect her and like value her opinion and for someone like that to value your opinion like yeah i feel like penelope always knew that she was special and, and smart and talented but having another person like that pointed out was like yeah yeah fuck this guy
0: <laughs> you know sometimes you just need something reconfirmed by someone else like you,
1: you know her mom her sisters like even the Bridgertons kind of obviously mm-hmm. they they love penelope and they you know value her as a close friend of the family and everything mm-hmm. but like you know them all just taking turns to dance with her to be polite because no one else does it's like you yeah. know she's just kind of like seen in the community as like less than so I feel like she needed someone to be like, no, you're a badass.
0: Yeah. Instead of just pitting her constantly.
1: Yeah. Um, What was your favorite part?
0: The Danbury friendship. At one point, I got nervous they're going to kill off Lady Danbury. Because they kept talking about her age and how she's ready to die and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) "Uh, ma'am, ma'am, I am not ready for you to go. You better not. (laughs) The first half of the book was great. With Penelope and Collins banter and the sass back and forth, it was really funny. It was fun again. First half of the book. First half of the book. The in the end, there's that return of sassy Colin. I was like, there he is, there. He, where have you been? Where have you been for yeah. the whole second half of this damn book? <laughs> Missed you. <ya. laughs> there
1: you are. Which brings us to least favorite part. So I have two. Mm-hmm. One of them is when Cressida goes to blackmail Penelope I hated that so much I was like this fucking bit I just I can't I just she's just one of those characters that you love to hate Penelope had come so far at this point just for like Cressida to come up and be like um so I'm blackmailing you for all of your earnings and it's like this this just really sucks for her and it was like such a hard thing for them to figure out you know, she announced that she was Lady Whistledown, and I still don't buy that reaction from everyone, like, loving yeah. it. But, you know, she needed some kind of win, I think. But yeah, yeah I kind of, I hated that part with Cressida. And then um, her and Colin's kiss, their first kiss. She asked him to kiss her. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it just felt sad to me. Because I think it was, they had just come off of a conversation where he thought that like, Eloise was whistle down or something or they they had some kind of an argument and she mm-hmm. was just like well I'm gonna die alone so will you kiss me
0: Aww. and like
1: it, it just came off as kind of sad and then it also made me kind of mad at Colin because yeah. after he kissed her he's like wow I really like this I wish and they may do it different in the show so I'm hoping in this show that there will be a moment where either they fall or that there's just like a moment where he realizes that he wants to kiss her. Because after he does it, he realizes like, oh, I actually really like her, I think. Or I really like kissing her, at least. And it, it just made me sad that that had to happen because she had to ask because she thought no one would ever kiss her. Like, it's just so sad.
0: Yeah, because in the show, he stares at her with some longing looks every once in a while in the show. And it's like I he know. hasn't figured it out. He hasn't figured it out that he even likes her as more than a friend. He's just so he's just so shut down from that assumption.
1: Then I'd like never even imagine it as a possibility.
0: Yeah, no. Where were we? I don't even remember. But yeah, no, um, it's, he's just so dumb. He's so obtuse. He just can't he's just like, No, no. Just, oh yeah, the kids so Yeah, it's
1: yeah.
0: it's just Which, I'm gonna talk about this more later on, but they just I feel like they made Book Penelope or they made, I mean she is Book Penelope is kind of pathetic. Like, she's been pining for this guy for, for like half her life. He straight up yelled out in the streets for everyone to hear that he would never marry her and just constantly Unintentionally insults her and all this other shit, and seven years later, she's like, "Oh, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't even entertain suitors because my heart belongs to Colin, even though he'll never marry me." And it's like, "Well, that's stupid. Yeah. Why would you do?" I, yeah. So we're we're gonna get into get into that
1: later. Least favorite part for you? Uh,
0: Colin was stupid and annoying as fuck. Um. <laughs> the jealousy over her writing once he figured out that she was lady whistledown was disgusting oh yeah no. and it was just very toxic and he kept trying to act like he wasn't jealous. he was uh, how was he he it was more he was morphing it into something else and making her feel like really self-conscious about herself i can't remember his jealousy he was like I think he just kept turning his jealousy into, like, rage about her not telling him that she was whistled down. And it's like, yeah, that's not the real issue, though. The issue is that
1: you're insecure. Well, it was also something to do with his writing because she kept encouraging him to publish his journals. And like he couldn't mm-hmm. handle that she was already successful, even though she was like Lady Whistledown successful. Like yeah. no one gives a shit about who I am. Like yeah. I can only be successful under what what is it? Like when you have a pen name, a pen name.
0: anonymously.
1: Yeah. She's like, you can actually Publish your journals and you can be successful as a writer. People will regard you highly as a great writer for all of your travels and stuff. And he just couldn't get over the fact that she was already so successful that he didn't even want to try. And she was like, I'll edit for you. Like,
0: I'll help you. And
1: eventually, you know, he pulled his head out of his ass and she really did help him out and stuff. But it's like, get over yourself
0: yeah so okay so his journal uh penelope sneaks a peek at his travel journal his travel diary basically
1: but she knew was wrong she knew she was snooping man fuck him
0: what who, who hasn't well. though
1: he left it he left it open yeah
0: if you leave the room so mad yeah, and which was stupid. If you leave the room and you leave your journal wide open on a surface somewhere in your room where anyone that could walk in and just see it, that's on you. I'm sorry, but I don't know. Like, whenever I had a journal, I, I that was a literal lock and key. You had the journal, the stupid little locks and the keys. Yep. And I hid that shit. You don't just leave yeah. that out in the open. Someone's going to read it. So he knew better. So he was all... <laughs> So she, she snuck a peek at his travel journal and she, you know, she really enjoyed it. She was like, oh, wow, your writing's really good, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, he's like shitting himself. How dare you read my journal, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just shut up. She's trying to compliment you. It's not like you were talking about your fucking sex capades in there or something. <laughs> yeah. So then, him, it was so toxic. He was jealous and he couldn't he he couldn't stand it but he also wasn't going to be honest about it and he just kept morphing his jealousy into rage at her and tried to turn it all around to be like he was so mad at her because she lied about being whistled down when really he was mad at himself because he was being a toxic asshole and he was jealous of her accomplishments Which is shitty. Yes. Yeah, so that's him. Like, the whole second half of the book, he has no personality. He's just, oh, I'm mad. Like, that. that's it. The whole second half of the book until the very end where he, again, gets his head out of his ass. That just pissed me off. It's like, this is gross. You know, she's been waiting around. She's almost fucking 30. She's been waiting around for you to realize that she's a catch. And here you are getting jealous. Because she's successful. It's just, it's like, wow, just add another layer of garbage onto that. Just, oh, she deserves so much better. And then she's offering to be his editor. I'm like, girl, are you going to wipe his ass too? What are you getting out of this? What are you getting out of this? Like, this is bullshit. Not that you should go into things expecting something, but still, it was just like, oh my God. Okay, and then the repetitive fighting. It would They were fighting over and over, and basically Colin was instigating fights over and over and over again about the same damn thing. They could have taken out five of their fights and added in more Eloise time, because that's my other least favorite part.
1: I wanted more Eloise. Yeah, well, especially since her and Penelope are best friends. Yeah,
0: they're supposed to be best friends. And then whenever Eloise is around, she's cockblock, pretty much. That's what happens. So... And even Eloise, like, does the unintentional insulting. Like, oh, haha, like, you and Colin would ever be together. It's like, damn, bitch, you're her best friend. I know you know she's in love with your brother. That was fucking rude to say. That was really rude to say. But, you know, Eloise, spoiler, Eloise is busy writing her hubby love letters. But still, like, I feel like it would have been so much better if they had just taken out Half their fights because it was the same fight over and over again. It was really annoying. I was like, I don't, we already did this. We already did this like five yeah. times. I don't give a shit. It's a bit Colin. exhausting. Colin is an ass. No one fucking cares. Move on. Or well, maybe yeah. you like the
1: characters less.
0: Yeah. Also, the sex scene, there was only one to start with which yeah. i'm not like I need put part in my books like the, i'm not saying that it was just kind of it wasn't that great i don't even think she orgasmed like he said something like oh that'll have to wait until next time i couldn't hold it back like there's some some bullshit line about that and then it had me questioning did wait did she not orgasm i don't remember there's it could be me like maybe i cuz i did listen to it while i was doing stuff i was out in the garden i think yeah it sounded I don't know. I think he like fingered or went down on her or something beforehand and I think she did have an orgasm that time maybe. Or but, but not when him. Yeah, but when they actually I think when they actually went to have intercourse, I don't I don't know if she orgasmed. So I was kind of like half listening to it and I was like, wait a second. Well he better get her next time. And then there was no next time. There was no yeah. so I was like, Oh, we get one shitty sex scene, a full around in a carriage scene a very sad kiss scene it's like these are not this is not ideal i'm not a fan Mm -mm. it's not even so much that i wanted to read it it was the fact that i wanted it for penelope
1: yeah all right what the fuck moment i'm trying to remember if there are any others definitely the whole him pronouncing that he will never ever marry her was like a you know a what the fuck even though I knew about it in the show. It was just her trying to play it off cool and everything. It just, it made me hurt for her so much. And I was just like, damn it. I'm really hoping that there's going to be this scene. You remember in Pride and Prejudice? in the very beginning like when mr darcy mr Bingley, and his sister are at a ball Mm -hmm. and it's like you know a little more low-key and lizzie overhears mr darcy saying like talking shit about her but he doesn't know so then at the end of the night when they're like engaged in um conversation she's just like oh well you know i like dancing but only if one is favorable and then just like fucking walks out like yeah you get him lizzie bennett so i'm hoping that like penelope is gonna throw that in colin's face oh i thought you said you would never ever fucking marry me do you remember that
0: okay that was your what the fuck
1: yes What was yours
0: uh penelope is just going to give Cressida cunt bag her money. No, you deny, 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 deny. You don't tell her shit. You don't admit to shit. You tell her to go fuck off. Also- yeah, she has no
1: real proof.
0: Yeah, no, fuck her. But also <laughs> her mom trying to set Colin up with Felicity, when they literally just rolled out of a carriage fucking around with each other, clearly looked like they were fooling around. And the mom's just like, oh, Colin, look at Felicity's watercolors. What? Well, I can't say it. Whatever. I'm, I'm American. And it's just like, shut up are yeah. you for real and he oh my god i was so glad when he got pissed off and he finally just popped off on her mom like no I'm trying to propose to your other daughter what the fuck
1: well yeah because um, she kept trying to send penelope away yeah and then like, felicity, oh, penelope, go get this
0: and then felicity's like mom seriously no luckily felicity was on penelope's side and she was making it more difficult because she's like this no mm what the what the fuck, lady? Also, I have a sneaking suspicion that Penelope's mom purposely dressed her up like an overripe citrus fruit to keep her- um... So she could
1: take care of her in her old age.
0: Yeah, because she makes a comment in the beginning like, oh yeah, it's going to be you and me. You're going to be the one, the spinster that takes care of me. It's like, yeah, I feel like you set that up on purpose. And then she's trying so hard to set him up with Felicity, who's apparently like a lot younger than him. But I mean, they did that in those days. But yeah, I was just like- yeah are you fucking for
1: real are you for real shut up
0: all right red flags
1: when your partner can't handle that you are more successful than them
0: (laughs) yes absolutely
1: and um also there was something something like penelope it was after he had found out that um she was lady whistledown and they they got it was like one of their arguments and like she said she was gonna stop or whatever But then she decided to send out like one more letter, but the editor fucked it up and sent it out on the wrong night. Yeah. And like she didn't tell him that she was doing one more. And it's like as much as this is a thing between you guys. I feel like she did kind of like, like ambush him or like surprise him. And that's something that you know, red flag, like you can't keep stuff like that from your, your partner, you have to Tell them you're going to do something big like that. You just
0: got into so much shit over your other secret. Now now you got another one.
1: Yep. Red flags for you besides the the jealousy one.
0: No, being jealous of your partner's accomplishments is really shitty. Don't do that. Yeah. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life?
1: Don't put your crush on a pedestal. Yes. You will miss all the red flags and you'll actually let yourself have a chance with someone that will give you the time of day yes how about you
0: yes that and um you know maybe don't be a a insecure jealous shitbag also don't make yourself small for someone else yeah don't because i felt like penelope really tried to downplay her talent her intellect i just felt like she tried to downplay herself all the time to try to fit some sort of mold she thought that colin wanted And it was ridiculous. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you have to make yourself small for someone, they don't deserve you.
1: Uh, Because once he found out that she's like, oh, wow, Penelope really is witty. And it's like, yeah, you dumbass. Where were you this whole time? Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you have a spicy snippet you'd like to share about this book?
1: I talked about this a little bit before about how I think the Bridgertons, would have not been delighted to find out that Penelope was Lady Whistledown. I feel like they might actually be a little hurt that she wrote about them. Like, and rest. I mean, also the rest of society, but you know, they brought this girl into their home kind of like in a, like in a pity kind of way, but not, you know, yes and no, you know, you bring, bring someone into your home and then you find out that she's been like shit talking about you to the rest of society. I think they They would have been upset. So we'll see how they do that in the show. Yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, I think I saw somewhere the show is going to go this route. But in the book, like I mentioned before, they just kind of made Penelope out to be a pathetic sad sack over Colin. And that seven-year gap after he basically denounces her, she should have had other suitors. She should have moved on. She should have been yeah. allowing other men to court her. And it might have made Colin realize sooner, oh, hey, I don't like that. Why don't I like that? Hmm. Yeah, critical thinking so I'm ready for it I am so ready I think that she should have been out and about perusing you know check checking out what's out there and not just hold up like in her house writing a gossip rag pining over Colin's idiot ass
1: well because at some point she does start in the show like she wears yellow and like I know in the book she's wearing the family colors as well but at some point she does start wearing other colors and i'm wondering if they'll also incorporate that into the show as part of like her character growth you know
0: there's something about mixing colors it's like a like a real subconscious thing that they do i mean they do it on purpose but it's a subconscious thing for like viewers so at the beginning each the man and the woman they wear certain colors and then after they're together they wear different colors and it's like their that former makes, yeah. colors merged. So, Interesting. so like he wears a lot of blue. She wears yellow. It's going to be green. Everyone's guessing it's going to be green. Oh. Also, we touched on this earlier. All the Bridgerton guys are pretty much the exact same. They're all stuffy, huffy, bratty, and obnoxious and think they know better than any woman. And just like to go around shouting at women for no reason and have temper tantrums and i'm just over here like pipe down you fucking pack of mashed potatoes you yeah. bland ass bitches interchangeable no one cares they literally it's like the same it's the same character over and over and over again
1: well it's just like tweet they all... slightly yeah well it's like they all find a way to compromise a woman <laughs> Yeah, so that they almost have no choice but to marry them. Yeah, or also be ruined. So they're just going around ruining these women. But then these women are also strong, and so the minute they tell them about themselves, they get their feelings hurt and can't fucking handle it. And it's so unattractive,
0: very unattractive. The show does a much better job of making the male Bridgerton character, well, just any male, any male character in these books, much more likable and attractive. Speed round. Who would you want to be besties with, and why?
1: Eloise. Yeah,
0: that's a good choice. Just because,
1: I mean, she's Penelope's best friend, but like, she's just smart and funny and is a good time. But also, if you if you need her, she'll come to your defense. Yeah. Except if you're in love with her brother, then she's oblivious apparently. (laughs) Who who would you be besties with?
0: I'm gonna go with Lady Danbury, Obviously. obviously.
1: Yeah, queen. <laughs> yeah,
0: we could we could just start a crew with Penelope, Eloise, and Lady D. That's all we need. Right? I yeah. would
1: love to be in on that tea session.
0: Oh my god! I know. Who do you want to throat punch and why?
1: Cressida, fuck that bitch. She needs to just go in a hole and stay there.
0: I just I want someone to punch her in the tit so bad on the show. I just want someone to like throw her, like trip her into a fountain, knock her over into a fountain or a lake like Anthony. Just like fall into a lake. Just, I don't know. I just, just fall into a pile of horse poop, something, so some, anything. I just, it, cr- Cressida cunt bag. <laughs> like she's terrible. It's like
1: she, she only exists solely to make Penelope miserable, like in Ugh. the show and in the book. And it just like, I, she's just a character you love to hate. Yeah. Who would you want to throw a Punch and why?
0: Colin <laughs> boy shut the fuck up okay shut up grow up oh my god so annoying and it really disappointed. it's just so disappointing because I had such high hopes for them for their book because on the show you know you're really rooting for them as a couple yeah and then you read the books and it's like where'd his personality go now he's just like all of his brothers he's just mad and angry and yelling at this woman for no reason
1: i mean they managed to make anthony kind of likable on the show so if like they can get viewers to be interested in his love story i think we'll be fine with colin yeah
0: who would you want on your side in a fight and why
1: lady danbury hell yeah That woman is smart, calculating and like, you know, when she talks, people listen, you know, she she's come to Penelope's defense. And I think I forget what their other plan was going to be. But I really think if Penelope had gone to Lady Danbury and was like, will you say your lady whistle down like she would have done it, you know, Yeah. Um, even though Colin said no. And I forget he had a good reason. I forget what it was, but, you know, it all worked out.
0: She would have covered. But I think
1: I think she would have too. And people yeah. would have bought it and not been oh, yeah. mad about it. It would have been fine. Cuz who's going to try her, right?
0: Yeah, no, she's going to like stomp on your toes.
1: <laughs> like I'm going to whistle down what, bitch? Cane to the throat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her cane in the book has its own personality. I love it so much. He's constantly like, just sl- like slamming people's it. toes. <laughs> um, who would you want on your side in a fight and why?
0: i'm gonna go with lady whistledown slash penelope oh she could just go and just socially destroy them publicly
1: just with a, a okay. whip of a pen
0: yep okay so casting we, we no. did you yeah. did you even pick anyone else no, no they nailed it it's perfect especially penelope perfect casting now zodiac what zodiac would you pick for these characters based on vibe did you is do it? a new question? Oops, you're working, you're working off of an older book report. But it's okay because I went on a site. I think it's called, I think it's Oprah Daily. And there's an article called Which Bridgerton Character Are You Based on Your Zodiac Sign? And it's by Lisa Stardust. That's a pen name. <laughs> uh, let's see. According to this article, Penelope is a Virgo. Virgos don't like to be at the center of attention, as they prefer to be onlookers in all matters. This means they can take on the trait of being a wallflower, which has its perks. Penelope Featherington uses her analytical mind, like any Virgo would, to suss out and understand her family, as well as the world around her. She doesn't jump into the spotlight, but she observes matters to gain clarity. Typical Virgo.
1: You know, cause off the top of my head, I was going to say like maybe a Libra because of her creative side with writing yeah. and everything and kind of being more like balanced, but she's more decided in herself than mm-hmm. a Libra would be. And I think Virgo comes right before Libra. Yeah. So that actually makes a lot of sense.
0: Right. Colin, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Colin Bridgerton and the Zodiac sign Sagittarius are daring by nature. They often find themselves in situations that are adventurous and fun. Humor, chivalry, and positivity are words to describe Colin's personality to the core. Not in the book! This makes him identify as the jovial archer who's always looking for a good time. Both fall in love with people who oppose their innate beliefs as they like to be challenged at all times by those they partner with. Eh? Pretty spot on. And then actually, they had another one for Lady Whistledown. Yeah, so Lady Whistledown is a Gemini. Gemini's live for gossip and scandal, especially if they're the ones spilling all the tea. As the narrator of the show and gossip writer du jour, Lady Whistledown shares all the secrets and clandestine—I clandestine, don't know—details about society. The whistleblower character is voiced by Julie Andrews, reminding us all that drama is best served with a spoonful of sugar to help it go down smoothly, a sentiment relatable to Gemini.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's (laughs) awesome. That's what we think. Let's see what some other people think. We've got some Goodreads reviews here. We're going to go low to high. We're going to end on a high note. All right. We need it. I need it desperately. Caitlin gave it one star. All that for one below average sex scene. I want my money back. <laughs> She's not wrong. No. All right. Rachel also gave it one star. Colin, just stop. Knife emoji. <laughs> also not wrong. <laughs> M gave it two stars. Julia Quinn asking the really important questions in this one, such as Is being jealous of your sexy girl boss wife attractive? No it's not that's that's the answer never sarah gave it two stars i just bought and read a mass paperback paperback i just bought and read a mass paperback romance what has shonda rhymes done to me uh, that's fair yeah jessica gave it three stars let's face it i expected more sex that's fair yeah, yeah. well maybe not maybe not necessarily more just Better. We'll yeah, go with, we'll I'd go say better. That. Yeah. Noah gave it three stars. This was definitely the slowest of them so far, and I don't think I clicked with Colin at all. I actually don't like him. However, Penelope and Mrs. Danbury saved this book for me. Yeah, Accurate. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I said, those are some of my favorite parts with Penelope and Lady Colin Danbury.
0: Colin just let me down, man. He let me down hard. I was like, this, <laughs> this sucks. I had high hopes. That's what I get. That's what I get for having high hopes. Jerima gave it four stars. Penelope and Colin. Both are my favorite characters and it was the best romance I have ever read.
1: Where? When? <laughs> How
0: many romances have you read?
1: I'm happy for them that they yeah. liked it so much. Love it. Love
0: that for them. Stacy gave it four stars. Oh, excuse me. Four and a half. He'll come around stars. God love it Colin turned out to be a real hero and Penelope was a sassy thing after all these Bridgertons have stolen my heart can't wait to read Eloise's story next happy reading I'm kind of afraid to read Eloise's because I kind of have high hopes for it and I now I don't want to
1: (laughs) yeah well because she's like in the books and in the show like she's one of the best characters so it's like yeah I hope they don't make her unlikable like her brother's
0: yeah there's a there's a lot there's a lot writing on those shoulders all right allison gave it five stars this book is perfection on every page the last lines just slay me my heart is bursting love why is it always i love you and not blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's a Joni gave it five stars colin is my favorite and i love a wallflower getting the hunk and a happily ever after i mean that's a fair sentiment i agree yeah big moment how many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book
1: um so I don't know remember what like kind of cakes and sandwiches they ate specifically but I'm gonna go with like an eclair um just because he eats so much in the book there's even a part where I think it was at the end like after they were already married and something was happening and Colin was like oh order a tray of sandwiches and Penelope's like I already have one prepared for you like chill you hungry hungry man um (laughs) I'm gonna give it three and a half. I didn't hate it, and I liked it. It had a lot more redeeming qualities than some of the other books, yeah, um, more more likable characters, and, yeah, and I think if it hadn't been ruined for the show, the reveal of her being whistled down would have been like a like a major event, like a big surprise yeah. like plot twist in the book, so giving that that's the extra half star that really I think made this book a little more exciting because there's you know this and this was kind of like the plot for the second season is I want to know who and instead of Lady Danbury it's the queen of like I want to know who Lady Whistledown is and that kind of like gave it more of a like a pace in this book yeah
0: I almost wish we didn't know I wish we yeah. had known when we read it, because that that would have been I. Well, if I think back to the show, I was it was a pleasant surprise. I was excited about it when we find out that Penelope is whistled down. So yeah. it would have been the same for the book.
1: um How many eclairs?
0: I also went with three point five. I went with three and a half. Really? Yeah, same. It's just Penelope. This this book just rode on her shoulders the entire time. Yeah. She made this book and the whole her being whistled down and her friendship with Danbury and, and, you know, you just want her to win. It's like one of those, you're, you're happy for your friend getting married, not necessarily because you like their partner, but because they love their partner and you want them to be happy. It's yeah. one of those. It's one of those. You just, you, she needs a win. You just want her to win no matter what.
1: Yeah. Rooting for the underdog. Cause she is yeah. of the underdog in that society.
0: It's time for the bi-weekly boner. This week's boner is inspired by the source material and in honor of everyone's fave hot gosser, whistle.
1: <laughs> like
0: it's, it's staring you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like I thought, whistle. And then that one song was it? Whistle, whistle the bloat. Oh God, was it whistle, baby, whistle, baby? You know what I'm talking about? Who is it? Mm-mm. It was like early. It was like early to mid '80s music that we danced too like in the club
1: this is gonna drive me crazy now i know i need to unlock like a a deep like hidden for local memory comment below if you know this song shit it is flow rider
0: yeah i knew i knew i was like oh this is one of those like really popular guys back in the day so like when i thought of whistle that song was like in my head i was like you can't take me anywhere but yeah, can't not say whistle for Lady Whistledown. Very appropriate. I like it. Okay, that's the little dipper for this week. But eventually, I'd like to hear some big dipper descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. You can email the goods to turgitomespodcast at gmail.com. Put biweekly boner in the subject line. And don't forget, you must include the name of the book or article and author. All right. We did it. That's a wrap. Mm -hmm. Season two complete. Congratulations. I know. Crazy. How do you feel? I don't know. I just feel kind of, well, I am sweaty. I am in Florida right now in the spring. So other than being a sweaty Floridian, I feel tired. but i'm also really excited i've started to work on season three already in fact i've already recorded the first episode for season three um awesome yeah don't forget everyone check back in june that's when season three is coming out in june we'll start things up again um listeners message me any ideas or books you'd like covered uh leave or leave a little review or a rating if you'd like please
1: please tell your therapist tell your contractor Tell your dog groomer. Tell your mailman man, or male person. Stop!
0: Oh, I had mail carrier written down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're the same
0: person. Tell your great aunt Luann. Tell your neighbor. Only if they're cool, not if they're lame. If they're lame, they can fuck off.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. Always a
0: pleasure. Join me back in June for season three. And, and remember, remember
1: to, to fix each, fix each, each other's, other's crowns and don't, don't let the dicks, dicks get, get you down. You down.
0: Toodles! thanks for listening if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by rating and reviewing on apple podcasts or liking subscribing and following on whatever platform you're listening on not enough action for you You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group, where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.